You're listening to Mind Manners, hosted by licensed psychotherapist Albert Nguyen. Albert helps his clients overcome past trauma, change their mindset, and accelerate their personal and professional development. This podcast covers a wide range of mental health and self-development topics, with each episode offering an actionable step towards a better you. If you're on a wellness journey, keep listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So since the first episode, I decided that instead of calling these episodes episodes, I'm going to start referring to them as sessions. Just because session sounds so much more in tune with what I do and it feels more personable. So, okay, if you didn't already know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month and I really wanted to dive into an important topic today that I feel is often misunderstood. And that topic today is self-care. We are constantly stressed and anxious and it's becoming the new norm. Today's society pushes the hustling culture and we have social pressures all around and it's just present in everyone's lives. We feel like we can't stop or we will fall behind. We focus on our careers more than on our own lives and our own personal health. And its consequences are clear. Mental health is constantly neglected and suffering. Self-care is not just a necessity, but it's something that should be mandatory. We all have a responsibility to take care of ourselves because the truth is you and I have the power to make a positive change and impact, but we forget that we also have the power to cause pain and suffering and chaos for ourselves and those around us. And it's because of this that self-care is highly important. It's already hard to balance life, work, family, and fun, and anything else that you value in life. It comes down to managing stress and anxiety and ultimately preventing burnout so that your nervous system is not constantly on overdrive. But before moving on, I think it's very important that we understand the meaning of self-care and maybe even define what that is so that we can use it to our own benefit while living in this fast-paced, stressful life that we have. So the World Health Organization defines self-care as the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent diseases, maintain health, and cope with illnesses and disabilities with or without the support of a healthcare provider. Now, in my practice as a therapist, and how I typically like to think about self-care is that it's a habit. It's a daily practice. The goal is preventive care and building resilience. So your ability to bounce back and it comes down to accountability, commitment, and discipline. It's about setting boundaries with yourself and others, meaning understanding the difference between your best interest and expressed interest. What is actually good for you and what is a need versus a want? Now, I talk a lot about self-care when it comes to therapy and, and when I work with clients. And I have taught workshops on self-care and it's always interesting to see how many people actually think they are doing a good job at taking care of themselves. And when I hear 
more about their understanding of self-care, I then realized that it's a very limited way of looking at it. So I broke down self-care into six parts. Emotional, practical, physical, mental, social, and spiritual. So let's start with emotional self-care. So emotional self-care are activities that can help you connect, process, and reflect on a full range of emotions. So one of the most important things that I've learned as a therapist over the years is that expressing, finding ways to express your emotions and to allow yourself to feel the emotions is perhaps one of the most important things because a lot of the mental health concerns that we develop over time tends to happen when we deny and bottle up our emotions and not know how to express them in a healthy way. Whether it's writing in a journal, creating art, playing music, whatever it is that you can find that provides you a positive outlet to emotionally purge. Emotional purging is the word I like to use. And this, this is important because we know that bottling up our emotions is not good for us. So words is just one way. And it's really up to you to find a medium that works for you, whether that's through sports, whether that's through music, poetry. So just get out there and try several things and see what works and what doesn't. The next one is practical self-care. Tasks you complete that fulfill core aspects of your life in order to prevent future stressful situations. So this is very straightforward. It's basically identifying areas of your life that you feel like you need to learn additional skills or acquire new skills to improve them, whether that's management skills, organization skills, budgeting, parenting, anything that you feel is important. The third one is physical self-care. And I think this is something that many of us think of when we think about self-care in general. Physical self-care is perhaps one of the most efficient and fastest way to manage stress and anxiety. Your body is an anchor to this present moment. And our minds can easily run on overdrive where we have racing thoughts and we can overthink ourselves into more stress and even depression. So your body is your weapon. Take care of it. Get into it and use it as a break from your mind. The mind will wander, race, and have intrusive thoughts. And if you focus too much into them, it can create chaos and stress in your body. You also can't really control them, these thoughts that comes up. But what you can control is what you focus on. So use that to redirect your focus to your body. Use it to slow down one breath at a time, one step at a time, and one action at a time. One of the best things that people do to get into the bodies is exercise, physical movement, yoga, tai chi, heck, even take a cold shower. Let me tell you something about cold showers, by the way. And I'm sure you've heard about cold showers a lot nowadays because a lot of motivational speakers and leaders are using it nowadays. But this is something that's been done for a very long time. If you haven't done it yet for yourself, I dare you to try to overthink when you are taking a cold shower. It's impossible. It's hard. It's hard to worry about anything else when you're in that cold shower. That cold shower will make you present and grounded in the moment very fast. We forget that stress at the most fundamental level is physiological. 
meaning it's happening in the body. We hold stress in our bodies more often than we know. So take care of it. Exercise, sleep, and eating healthy. The next self-care is mental self-care. These are any activities that help stimulate the mind or your intellect by reading books, learning, solving puzzles, playing chess. It's just about being curious about your thoughts or what I like to call your thinking traps, thoughts that are unhelpful and building impact and building awareness around those thoughts and seeing how they impact your mood. That goes a long way. So moving on to the next self-care. This is all about social connections. These are activities that nurture and deepen the relationships with people in your life. So making it very intentional to spend time with people, whether that's making time to call your parents, making time to call your friends, or going on a date, seeking opportunities to also help others and be kind and compassionate. Also, another way of nurturing social self-care and nurturing your, your social relationships. And last but not least is spiritual self-care. Now, when I talk about spirituality, a lot of people tend to think that this refers to religious or religion. You know, you don't have to be religious to practice spiritual self-care. Spirituality to me, just finding meaning and purpose in the things that we do. So this is all about finding your why and engaging in activities that are meaningful and gives you a sense of purpose. And if you are religious, lean on that. If not, that's okay. Because like I said, spirituality is mostly finding meaning and purpose. And purpose and meaning is all around us. So get clear about what your values are. and evaluate whether your actions and behaviors are in alignment with that. So those are the six different categories for self-care. Now, you might have noticed that a lot of them overlap because they do. Our mind, body, and spirit all connects. And it's important to tackle our self-care at every entry point as much as possible to optimize your wellness. The biggest takeaway here is knowing that there are so many ways to take care of yourself and not just one way. So to wrap it up, it's important to establish a self-care routine in making it sustainable across all aspects of you. For example, some activities can satisfy more than just one type of self-care. Like for me, going for a hike in nature fills up my physical and spiritual health. So it's all about just identifying some activities you can incorporate into your lives that is meaningful and healing to you. The things that I feel that is a must are very foundational to optimizing our wellness. And this is having a healthy nutrition and diet, exercising regularly, staying hydrated, practicing good sleep hygiene, and getting some sunlight. I think all of these things are very important. If you can maintain these and get started with these, then everything else will fall into place. As a tradition with these sessions, and to fulfill the purpose of this podcast, I would love to involve you in this process. 
I am big on immersion and taking action, learning through trial and error. And when I was young, I would give myself roughly a two-week trial period to test out a new habit as a behavioral experiment to collect data and see what works. Every day should be dedicated to mental health. So here's a task for you. At the end of each session, we will commit to a 14-day challenge as we aim to grow together. This week's challenge is simple. Today's session was all about self-care. So I want this challenge to be all about you. Take a few minutes every day for the next 14 days to practice self-care. Be intentional. Keep it simple and just give it a shot. It's just a behavioral experiment. You're just trying things out to see what works and what doesn't. But don't stop there. If you haven't already done so, join our Facebook group and share with me and others what you're doing for self-care. Also, share the experience with a close friend or family member. You will quickly notice how valuable you are and how taking care of yourself will help you with all aspects of your life. And by setting that example, you can show others how it's done. Until next time, take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Mind Manners with Albert Nguyen. We hope you found value in this episode. If you'd like to work with Albert one-on-one, visit OptiMindCounseling.com to learn more about his private practice. Looking to join a community of like-minded individuals? Search Mind Manners Podcast Community on Facebook and join our group to connect with others on their wellness journeys. Finally, if you haven't already done so, please write us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and let us know you're enjoying the show.